Welcome to Turning Point Leadership Podcast with your host, Ron Harvey of Global Core Strategies and Consulting. Ron's delighted you joined us and excited to discuss and help you navigate your journey towards becoming an effective leader. During this podcast, Ron will share his core belief that effective leadership is one of the key drivers towards change. So together, let's grow as leaders. Here's Ron Harvey. Good morning. This is Ron Harvey. I'm the Vice President and the Chief Operating Officer of Global Core Strategies and Consulting, a leadership development firm out of Columbia, South Carolina, where we help organizations create a winning culture. And I'm excited on this particular podcast, Turning Point Leadership, Moving from Success to Significance. I'm excited for our guest today, a really good friend of mine who has been an accountability partner. So that'll be a term we'll talk about for you during this session, but an accountability partner for many, many years, um, 2015, that we've really been working together, inspiring each other, helping each other grow and holding each other accountable. So my good friend is with us, and that's Kathy Fisher. Kathy Fisher, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ron. Thank you so much for inviting me to join you. Yes, yes. Thank you. So, Kathy, can you share with any everyone that's, that's going to listen to us who you are, what you do? Because I want this to be a great opportunity for people to be able to reach you. So what would you share about your, your company and who you are? Absolutely. So I am the founder and president of Quistum. We've been in business for 26 years, helping automotive manufacturers throughout the supply chain transform their management systems into money-making machines. And really, we're all about ensuring organizations gain the most value from the industry standards that they must fulfill in order to meet their customers' requirements, but at the same time, making sure that those industry standards translate into business processes that can make them money and as well be really successful in sustainable business practices. Yes, yes. I mean, phenomenal work. I mean, I will tell everybody every time I introduce Kathy, she is the smartest, not just female, the smartest person that I know when it comes to automotive industry. She is phenomenal. The beauty of it is she's very approachable, accessible, and helpful. And and that's important for when you think about going from success to significance of people that actually enjoy making a difference for others. So Kathy Fisher, welcome to the show. You're one of those people that I know always cares about helping people. So thank you for that. And, and thank you for joining us to share your wisdom from Quinston. That's a nice word. <laughs> your wisdom from Quinston. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, that just came like right out. Yes, yes. We have to tag that somewhere, Kathy, when you're I love speaking. It. <laughs> yes, your wisdom from Quinston. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, so thank you. So today, what I really want to focus on for you, of course, I've released a new book. And it's moving from success to significance. But I really hang my hat on leadership development and, and helping leaders become more effective to, to take care of the, the things that we're sending in the workforce. We know that there's a major shortage on, on workforce talent, but there's also a big shortage on leaders in that workforce that's that's actually effective. So, I mean, we're, we're in a time in our society now where leaders have to be really, really good with all the challenges that we're facing. So as you think about it, we're both entrepreneurs and and doing successful and working hard. What are some of the things when you step back and look at leaders in today's market, especially automotive industry, what are some things that you think that leaders are going to have to be different than when you and I were coming up through the ranks of leadership? What do leaders have to do differently today? Yeah, I would say that the role of leadership is transforming rapidly as we're seeing the younger generations coming into the workforce. Of course, you know, there's been a lot written and spoken about over the past decade, I would actually say, about the multi-generational workforce that exists. And as a result of that, 
I think the paradigms around what leadership looks like and how people in an organization interact with leadership are transforming tremendously. It's no longer command and control. It's no longer that, I almost want to say paternalistic. My manager is my my mother, right? That doesn't exist anymore. And I think that's actually a good thing. I really appreciate that the younger generations, in particular the millennials and Gen Z, they don't want to interact that way in workspace. They really want to come to a workspace where it's a level playing field, regardless of how much experience you have, how much wisdom you have, what have you, everybody has something to contribute. And I'm constantly learning from the younger generations that I interact with. I make a point of mentoring young people, whether they're in college or early career and even mid-career, because I learned so much from them about what their needs are to succeed, but more so the gifts that they can bring forward and changing the way I think about leading, whether it's in my organization or just the organizations that we serve in the automotive space as well. So I think a big challenge for the leaders today, because as is typical, a lot of the leaders are our generation. So we're talking kind of Gen X, late baby boomers, et cetera. And we're kind of used to or entrenched in kind of the old leadership style. Being able to let that go and be open to a different way of leading, I think is absolutely essential. Beyond that, it's also making space for the next generation to step into those leadership roles and supporting them, but not necessarily feeling that we need to support them in duplicating what we were taught when we were being mentored into our leadership roles, but rather working collaboratively with the next generation to define what the future of leadership really needs to look like in order for organizations to succeed and be sustainable going forward. Yeah, Kathy, I mean, you're dropping some, some really, you know, awesome advice for people is, is being able to listen to the generations that you're responsible for leading and, and learning from them. I mean, so you're right. It's a level playing field where everyone has an opportunity to contribute. And so that's, that's huge. And being able to, to really listen, a lot of leaders get, get caught up in, in having all the answers and the generations that we're leading, they don't want you to have all the answers. They actually want to make sure that you're intentionally creating space for them to be brilliant that they're, they're adding value. So, I mean, phenomenal. So when you think about the leaders that are, that come from our generation in our era, what's the major challenges you see like our generation having with leading this diverse workforce with five generations? What are some things that you've noticed in the automotive industry that are challenges for leaders today? Yeah, well, I think one is, of course, letting go of our, of our paradigms <laughs> around, yes. around what leadership is. And we've already kind of spoken to that. I think, especially for automotive, one of the things that we're suffering is almost like a talent gap. And we've, we've known this for, I'm going to say well over a decade, maybe even close to two decades. There was kind of this trend in the U.S. in particular that manufacturing was, was kind of dirty and not a pleasant work environment. And oh, all those jobs are going offshore. So there's no future in that. And unfortunately, we really have lost I'm going to say at least a generation and a half, if not two generations of pipeline of leaders. And so like, there's just not enough people. Let's just put it that way. When you look at the automotive industry, there's just not enough people who have made a career in the industry from the time they graduated from high school or from college and come up through the ranks. 
Yes. We've been fortunate to start attracting some of the younger generations now into automotive because of the technology, because of the transformation towards electrification and autonomous vehicles, which is very exciting. Yes. Uh, and it's a different view. It's it's more on that technology front than kind of the mindset of traditional old manufacturing. Yes. And so I think the future looks a lot brighter than where we're sitting right now, but it's going to take some time, obviously, for that evolution of those those younger people coming in to get into those leadership roles. And then from our side, the other end of the spectrum, being open to allowing them into that space and not holding on to that that old style of leadership that we've had in the past. So I think that's probably the biggest is, you know, everybody's talked about the talent shortage. I think that that's ubiquitous across pretty much any industry sector, but we were even suffering that in automotive long before COVID. And, you know, even if we go back to like 2008, 2009, before 2008, 2009, we were talking about an impending shortage as babies over started to retire out. But what happened in 2008, 2009 with the big economic downturn, which automotive got hit tremendously. I mean, it brought the industry to its knees, more or less. A lot of mid-career folks who had been on the roller coaster for a couple of iterations. And I've been on that roller coaster since the 1980s, so I know it very well. But, you know, a number of mid-career folks, I think they kind of looked at that situation and said, yeah, you know, I don't really want to do this anymore. So we saw a mass exodus of talent out of the automotive space, you know, coming out of 2008, 2009. A lot of people moved into other industry sectors where they perceived more stability in terms of career and that's left a significant gap, especially from the technical or engineering front. And we're just, we're trying to recover from that right now. Wow. And so, so Kathy, you know, you're in the automotive industry and you're, you're a woman in that space. What, what, what role do you see going forward? Because we're getting better at it. We don't have it completely right yet with women in all industries. And I know you've had your challenges. How have you been successful? Because I was with you at BMW and I can tell you everywhere that Kathy walked, someone knew her. I mean, up the escalator, down the escalator, getting lunch. That's Kathy Fisher. And so you've made your mark. What advice do you give to women so they're not so frustrated? They they continue to be great leaders in, in, in any organization. Yeah, well, I, I think it's really a question of networking, first of all. But staying the course, like finding what you're really passionate about and then staying the course with that. I don't think that that necessarily means for every person that they spend their entire life within an industry sector. I just happened to be one of those people that I got into the automotive industry very early. I mean, that was that was my passion even before I went to college. And I went to an engineering school that was associated with the automotive industry. It's now Kettering University. It was General Motors Institute when I attended. And I'm like super passionate about the automotive industry. Yes, yes. So, like I'm always talking about cars and that. So being able to be inside of an industry sector for that, you know, f- for so many decades, you just, uh, every industry sector is small to some degree. Everybody knows each other. So you start to build those relationships. And and I'm also a big advocate for encouraging others to join the automotive industry because I think it's a really exciting industry, especially for women. And, you know, I think, during the time that I came up in the industry, there was definitely transformation happening. Yes. It was not always easy. In fact, I was having this conversation last night with my colleague who's about, her and I came up in the industry around the same time we were sharing some of our war stories. 
asked, I said to her, I really hope that it's from the standpoint of the younger generation of women coming into automotive, that it's easier uh, than what we had to go through. And I think it actually, you know, it, it, it has to be, I hope. But I think from the other standpoint too, it's pursuing what makes you happy. And the younger generations, I think it's great that they are flexible enough to look at other industry sectors and maybe decide to change mid-career to a different industry sector or to pursue entrepreneurial opportunities, you know, starting their own business and that. And one of the advantages I think today over when I first started my career is that with, you know, social media or other networking tools that are available, it really doesn't matter how much time you spend in an industry to get known. Yes. Um, yes. It's more just building that network. And in fact, that network network across industry, you know, and even though Quistum, we focus mainly in the automotive space, we also work with a lot of organizations in a lot of other industry sectors as well. And that's mainly because of the networking connections that we've made through automotive and folks just moving into, you know, different jobs, different industry spaces over the years. So I think it's a lot easier for people to kind of make that translation in growing their network and kind of building that foundation of, you know, of, of business relationships. Yeah, I think you're right too, Kathy. It's, it's, as Kathy shared with you, like, like find your passion, find that thing that, that you really enjoy doing and, and become really good at it. And, and leadership becomes less of a challenge. Now there's still challenges, but it becomes less of a challenge because you're doing what you love doing. So Kathy, in, in, in the grand exodus of, of, of corporate America or, you know, the resignation from different organizations, entrepreneurship has taken off. There people are starting companies up all over and kudos to them. Kudos to you. You wanted to take a chance to, to make a difference and do something different. Entrepreneurship. So for us as entrepreneurs, so people really get it. It's, it's rewarding, but it's also challenging. What are some of the challenges that people want to pay attention to if they're going to you know go on this venture with us as being an entrepreneur? From a leadership perspective, what are some of the things leadership pay attention to if they're going to start a company? Wow. <laughs> well, the whole discussion about entrepreneurship is such a big question. And I have a lot of folks that will come to me and ask, you know, well, should I go start my own business? And what yes. is, what's involved in that? So I think there's that's that first point before we even talk about the leadership piece. It's the decision of, you know, do I want to step out and be an entrepreneur? I will say from my perspective and others that I speak to who are successful in the entrepreneurial space, if you find that you're a person who likes to start things, yes, yes. <laughs> then you're probably going to be a great entrepreneur. You just need to make sure that as a leader, as an entrepreneur, that you surround yourself with people who can help you complete or execute, right? So you yes. can have a lot of great ideas, but until you actually put them in practice, then nothing really happens and you're not going to make any money. So I, I know for myself early on, in fact, I think if I think back to even my teenage years, I always had this sense of, I want to create and establish something and bring it to a point of stability and then hand it off and, you know, let others kind of maintain and then move on to the next thing. I think that's very common with entrepreneurs is that they, they kind of have that. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if maybe it's a gift or, or just, you know, it's a way of being. And so I think that that's, that's an important consideration, but if your business is going to sustain, then you definitely have to build a team that can support those ideas that you want to bring forward. When we start talking about building a team as an entrepreneur, 
I think it's even a little bit more challenging than being a leader inside of an organization, because at least when you're a leader inside of an organization, yes, you do need to attract and retain great talent, but you have some other support structures, like you actually have an HR department, yes. Yes. you know, other department managers and so on. So it's not all on you, but as an entrepreneur, it is. I mean, it is totally on you. We have to be so much, so much more, I guess I want to say purposeful. And establishing the culture of our organizations. I think culture sometimes naturally evolves in larger organizations. And, you know, I think you can formulate it a little bit better when you've got different leaders working together. When you're an entrepreneur, it's like all on your shoulders to establish that culture, establish the, the vision for the organization, define the work of the organization, as well as bringing, attracting the people and to support that work so that you can deliver to your clients and be successful. From that standpoint, finding the talent and being able to retain the talent and being able to juggle that along with the interest of growing the business is sometimes a big challenge. Yes, 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 Kathy. It it is, I'll say most times, it's a big, especially when you first start off, it is a big challenge. Now, and and that's not to to make you a, fearful of it is to make you aware of it so you you know what to do and who you need to be around. I, I love that you say you're going to have to find people to help you build what your dream is uh-huh. and, and you're going to have to tr- you know trust them, which is, you know, to be the question I'll come to after this question, like being able to to build a team is so important if you're going to achieve your dream. It, it's, you can't do it by yourself. So one of the key components is being a very effective leader and learning all the leadership skills so you can manage and that process all the way throughout. And sometimes it's very frustrating. Sometimes what you expect people to do or what you need people to do, they don't always show up that way for you, but you still got to stay positive. You still start to stay encouraged and you still got to reinforce and hold people accountable, which sometimes gets difficult because you're a human being and you have emotions and you get frustrated, but you're the leader of the organization and, and it's our tone to set what the culture is going to be even during adversity. So I will tell you that leadership is super important as an entrepreneur. What other things, Kathy, that's happening across our country, or across the globe, if you will, is trust is at an all-time low mm-hmm. at, at every organization, regardless of what industry you think about. You know, what, what can we do as leaders to start rebuilding trust that's been broken or been violated or has never been established? What do we do as leaders to start helping to rebuild the trust? Wow. Well, I think one of the key things is being transparent and consistent in your message, right? And so, so really understanding what your business is about, being able to articulate that and being consistent in how you're communicating that across not only to your customers, but also to the people who you want to attract onto your team and, and then showing up, you know, so it's one thing to have the message, but then following through on the message is also important as well. And I think, you know, when you mention about trust being kind of at an all-time low, what immediately pops into my mind is something I learned years ago when I was at a Disney Institute class where they talked about, they asked us how much we trust ourselves. Yes. And then they asked us how much we trust others. And it was wow. very interesting that everybody in the class was very much about, oh yeah, like I, I really trust myself that I'm going to do what I say, et cetera, et cetera, but very low. (laughs) And it's like, so, so what's that about? Because if we, if we trust ourselves, but we're not trusting others, then 
there's a there's a disconnect there because you know you you've got to show up in a way and so that's always been kind of a, a question for me of how is it that we can we can perceive that we trust ourselves but we're not willing to trust others i think that means we really need to look in the mirror and ask ourselves can we really trust ourselves and this comes back to the point about accountability you mentioned that we're yes. accountability partners and you know that one of my focuses around accountability is that you can't hold others accountable. You can only hold yourself accountable. And that's really yes. what self-leadership is really all about, right? That's the true meaning of accountability. And that's where it starts in terms of building trust. You've got to be, first of all, accountable to yourself, follow through on those commitments that you make to yourself. And only through demonstrating that can you build trust with others. Wow. I've been knowing Kathy since 2015 and she just dropped a really great nugget there about trust. I mean, probably one of the better conversations around trust that I have with leaders. And we've never had, I've never had an opportunity to interview her and have this conversation, but starting with yourself, holding yourself accountable and setting the right example. So trust starts with us, which is, which is huge, which is a great conversation for leaders. So Kathy, as we, as we come to a, you know, a, a close for us to, to share information and you think about us adding value to the people that are listening, what, what is, what is something that you, you would want them to understand about leading regardless of where you find yourself at to be effective? What would you tell people that has helped you be a successful, be able to work through automotive industry, to be a female, to, to be in that space? What have you done that's helped you be successful as, as who you are today? Mm. I would say, again, it comes back to starting with yourself and being really clear what is your vision? What, what do you really want to achieve? And making sure that your, that your reason for pursuing that is genuine to you, not because you think it's what others want or what you need to be like or show up like, right? It's, it's, it's about being really authentic to yourself. And by starting with yourself and, and really clearly establishing that vision and then being able to go out and communicate that to others, then you're able as a leader to attract the people that are going to be necessary for you to be successful in achieving that mission as well. Yeah. And I have to say, Kathy, you actually model that very, very well. No matter where you are, you are always yourself. And understanding that and being okay with that. Because a lot of people, unfortunately, we want to model what we see in society. And it kind of takes us off course very often because we're not, we're not being true to ourselves. And it's hard to be someone else. That actually, they're already taken. So the most important thing you do is like, just be yourself. And those that are going to enjoy that and appreciate that, they will. And, but not, not everybody is going to enjoy and appreciate like all, who you are all the time. Yeah. But just be, you have to be okay with you. Exactly. Uh, and, and that's important. So thank you for sharing that as a leader, like, like enjoy who you are, be who you are and, and work well with others. It's going to be super important. So Kathy, people have listened to us for the last 20 minutes. I would love for you just to, to make sure people know how to reach you, how to make contact with you, should they desire to, to want to have a, another conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, visit our website at quistem.com, Q-U-I-S-T-E-M.com. You can learn all about the work that we're doing in the automotive space. And as I said, we also do work with organizations outside of automotive, but our, our main passion is in that automotive space. We also have been working on an initiative to really shift the mindset in automotive from manufacturing focus to supply chain focus. In fact, yesterday I was just talking about this 
in an interview about the ultimate supply chain organization, Amazon. Yes. <laughs> and how yes. much money they make as a supply chain organization and the need for more manufacturing organizations, especially in automotive, to shift in that direction as well. So we would love for you to come over and listen to our podcast, Auto Supply Chain Profits, even though, again, we talk heavily about automotive in the application of supply chain in that industry sector, we're not surprised to find that basically those lessons cross over to any industry sector in terms of becoming supply chain focused as well. Yes, Kathy, I will tell you when we met, I don't know if you remember sharing with me, you know, the toolkit. You know, I will tell you that that is applicable regardless of industry. So definitely jump over, join Kathy on her podcast. I can tell you that what she's talking about is transferable regardless of where you're working at, you know, so and brilliant and what she shares. So Kathy, you know, it's, thank you for, for coming on and, and definitely have to put you back on the list. This has been a great interview with yes, you. Yes, thank um, you. Put you back on this list. Yeah. So, so everyone, this is Ron Harvey again with Turning Point Leadership, moving from success to significant podcast. We're on the first Monday and Wednesday of every month and we're super excited for you to join us. Please share with your team and we can be reached at Harvey at gcs.consulting or you can look us up on global course strategies and consulting our website where you can make contact with us we're happy to have you join us we appreciate you for joining us and feel free to reach out to us if there's anything that we can do to help you develop your leaders that's going to take your organization forward in the future that's changing fast we will be happy to support you and help you grow and take care of your organizations again this is ron harvey with my guest kathy fisher from wisdom sharing her wisdom We look forward to you listening to our show and joining us next time. Until next time, have a wonderful day and go make a difference for someone else that needs you to be a part of their organization. This is Ron Harvey signing off. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Turning Point Leadership with your host, Ron Harvey. We're so glad you joined us. Remember to join us every first and third Mondays and expect to receive real answers for real leadership challenges. Until next time, make a difference where you are and with what you have. There are those who are counting on you for effective leadership.